Shalom Aleichem, uh, everybody. Um, we are this week going to be discussing whether one should wear trelet um, in, uh, in today's time. Is the trelet that has been discovered the real trelet? Whether we should be, um, whether we should put it on or not? Um, and I'm just going to record this. Give me one second. Sorry, excuse me. Um, okay, so. Let me share with you uh, the screen and let's begin the uh, topic of the very controversial topic of, uh, of Trelet. Okay, doctor, can you hear me? Welcome. Okay. Yes, I can hear you. I just have muted myself, Baruch Hashem. Um, may, I, may I ask how your in-laws are? I hear this corona in Tanya. <laughs> yes, yes. Baruch Hashem, they're all good. And please, God, everyone should be good. Yeah. And here should be dedicated for Ashley Ma, or <laughs> those who are uh, sick uh, from the coronavirus and all other illnesses. Betochshar Cholei Yisrael. Amen. Okay. Um, all right, so let's begin. We know that uh, from the Torah, there is actually a mitzvah d'oraita to put on trelet on our tzitzit. The Pasuk in Bamidbar says as follows, Parashat Shlach, Daber Bnei Yisrael, Va'amarta Look carefully at the wording of this Pasuk, because some of the Achronim are going to be medayek from how the Torah actually uses, phrases this Pasuk, the, the order of the wording, uh, and it's going to be very important for us. Speak to the children of Israel and tell them, They will put the tzitzit, the fringes, on the corners of their garments for all generations. Then the Pasuk continues. And they shall place on the tzitzit, the corner, a patil of techelet. Patil, we're going to translate as a thread of techelet, which is some type of blue uh, dye. What's interesting is that the wording of the Pasuk, we would have expected the word ledorotam, for all generations to come at the end of the of the of the description of the mitzvah. Why did the Torah place for all generations in the middle of the verse? So that we'll just keep in mind for the uh, as we continue uh, in the year. Okay. Now the Gemara Masechet Menachot Lamedchet tells us for Temoto. We are now coming to a machloket tanaim between Rebbe, Rabbi Yudha Anasi, and the Chachamim. Rabbi Yudha Anasi holds that there are two mitzvot, the mitzvah of Trelet and the mitzvah of Tzitzit. And if you don't have one of them, if you don't have Trelet on your Tzitzit, you, know, you cannot fulfill the mitzvah of Tzitzit. So even though people are walking around with 
with the all white strings, according to Rebbe, they're not fulfilling their mitzvah of tzitzit. Chachamim omrim ein ma'akvid. And Chachamim say, it's not ma'akvid, meaning there are two components to this mitzvah, but if you cannot fulfill the one component, then you can still fulfill the other component. Now, generally, when we have a machloket tanaim, uh, who do we paskin like? The rule is in general that we paskin like Chachamim against everybody, including Rebbe, who was the author of the Mishnah. We do not paskin halachalakim. It is interesting to note that the Balamaor, one of the Rishonim, actually did paskin like Rebbe, meaning, according to the Balamaor, if you don't have trailet, you can't wear tzitzit. Um, and, and as far as I understand, that's actually how he lived his life. It's quite crazy to think, but one of the Rishonim never put on tzitzit because um, he said that, that without, without trailer, you can't. But that is not the standard accepted opinion. That's, uh, that's, uh, we do not accept the opinion of, uh, of Rebbe. At least that's not how Rob Rishonim understood it. And as we'll see that Lichore is not the opinion neither of um, Rashi nor of the opinion of the Rambam. However, we're going to have to uh, focus more carefully on the shit of the Rambam in a moment. Let's read Rashi. Says Rashi. Even though the mitzvah is to place two strings of trelet on the tzitzit, the function of Kaman, as Gemara is going to explain, nevertheless, the white strings do not ma'akev, the blue strings, the blue strings do not ma'akev, do not hinder us from being able to fulfill the mitzvah of the white strings. The avid arbatan trelet or arbatan laban, if you made all four strings blue or all four strings white, you fulfill your obligation. What's interesting about this Rashi is Rashi is telling us something that we didn't know before. How many strings have to be the trailet? Rashi says two out of four. Now remember, they're four strings, but they are doubled over, meaning you're going to have eight strands uh, at the end of the tzitzit. But the eight are actually four separate threads. Rashi holds that two of those threads have to be trailet, meaning that it's going to be a 50-50. Four strands are going to be trailet and four strands are going to be white. We'll see that's also the opinion of the Tosfa. That's going to be a separate argument. Um, and, and that is, once we decide whether the, we should be wearing the trailet, how many strings should actually be the trailet? So we see from here clearly that Rashi is telling us two things. Number one, they're not ma'akev. One doesn't hinder us from fulfilling the mitzvah of the other. And number two, that according to Rashi, if you are going to wear tzitzit with trailet, it's got to be two complete strands, meaning uh, two complete strings, meaning four strands. The random. Can I, can I just yeah. ask? Yes. Why should you even think that you're allowed to wear tzitzit without trailet? I mean, the puzzle says quite clearly you should put tzitzit on and you should have trailet on them. What does it say? So where would you get the idea that you don't need to have them at all? So possibility number one is, um, the, the question is really Chachamim, right? Where did the shit of Chachamim come from, right? Yeah. right. So yeah. possibility number one is that the Torah mentions 
the mitzvah of tzitzit in two separate places, in Bamidbar and in, and, and in Dvarim, if I'm not mistaken. We, we, we saw those two separate. And in the one uh, source, another, there's no mention of Tchelet. I Only in one case, in Parashat Shlach, does the Torah mention Tchelet. Um, right? In the other source, it doesn't mention Tchelet. So what happened? So that's a very good argument for Chachamim to say, well, really, there are two separate mitzvahs going on here. Because if it was one mitzvah, why did the Torah forget it? Now one could argue, if I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, I'm Shitta Rebbe, Rebbe could just answer and say, no, the Torah just didn't give us all the details of the mitzvah, it just mentioned in one place, you know, about tzitzit, but in another place, it elaborated on all the details. But there's a strong argument for Chachamim to say, look, if the Torah wrote it in two places and in one place it doesn't mention Tchelet, it means that they're two separate, uh, they're two separate components or two separate mitzvot. And I think so, so that's quite a convincing answer for the shita of Chachamim, I think. Um, the bottom line is that that is the shita of the Tanaim of the Chachamim. And that seems to be passed by Rashi. And let's read the Rambam. Let's read the Rambam. The Rambam says as follows. Seems pretty black and white, right? The Rambam seems to pass in Achachamim. Ketzat, he continues. How does this work? In the event that he doesn't have Tchelet, he only uses the white. Now, at face value, I would argue that the Rambam is clearly paskening like the Chachamim, that if you don't have Tchelet, it's not Ma'akev. Why would I think otherwise? Because there is a difficulty in this Rambam. And the difficulty, in order to understand the difficulty, let me give a, a bit of a background. The Rambam, in his introduction to the Mishneh Torah, when he tells us how he's going to uh, um, decipher Consider what's considered a Sefer mitzvot. What what is categorized as part of the 613 mitzvot? He gives us rules of how he got to his list of 613 mitzvot. One of the rules is as follows. He says, if a let's take the example, we're coming up to Arba Minim, we're coming up to the mitzvah of lulav in Sukkot. Now we know that the mitzvah of lulav, you have to have an etrog and you have to have a lulav, you have to have four separate species. Is that should, I, should the Rambam count that as four different mitzvot or is it one mitzvah? So the Rambam tells you, I've got a litmus test. If one part of the four species is missing, you can still fulfill the mitzvah. Then I would consider each species as a separate mitzvah. However, if let's say I've got my lula, but I don't have the etrog, even though I've got the other three species, I cannot fulfill the mitzvah. That means that it's really only one mitzvah with, with, with kind of compartments or, or conditions of one single mitzvah, okay? So if the rule is, if one of the categories, if one of the species is ma'akev, then it's considered one mitzvah. If it's not ma'akev, then it's considered two mitzvahs. I'll give another example. Tfilin shel rosh and tfilin shel yad. Is it one mitzvah or is it two mitzvahs? Well, says the Rambam very simply. If a person, has for shalom, I don't know, he's, he can't put it on his tfilin shel yad, amputee, whatever it is, he can't put it on tfilin shel yad for whatever reason. Can he still fulfill the mitzvah of tfilin shel rosh? Yes. Meaning, 
that when the Rambam's going to count the mitzvah of tefillin, he's going to count it as two separate mitzvot. Since one is not ma'akev, the other, it should be counted as two separate mitzvot. When it comes to the Arba Minim, since each species hinders me from being able to fulfill the mitzvah, it is ma'akev, so it's considered one mitzvah. Now, according to this Rambam, let's read the Rambam again, coming to Tchelet and the Laban. The blue does not hinder me, does not prevent me from being able to pull my mitzvah of Laban. According to this, how many mitzvot, when the Rambam is listing the mitzvah of Tzitzit, how many mitzvot should, they, should he list? Lichora, he should have listed two separate mitzvot because it fits into the same category as Tfilin Shal Rosh and Tfilin Shal Yad, and it's different to the Arba Minim. The problem is, is that the Rambam lists the mitzvah of Tzitzit as one mitzvah. But now he goes against his own rule because he says, so if the trail is not ma'akev, so then surely it should be two separate mitzvot, according to the Rambam's, how he said he's going to list the mitzvot. Now the Beit HaLevi, as we'll see, is going to come up. Of Yosef Dov Soloveitchik, not uh, the Rosh Yeshiva in America, of uh, not the Rav uh, Soloveitchik of uh, America, but his great-grandfather in Europe, the Beit HaLevi, explains the Rambam as follows. He says it's not so simple to hold that the Rambam holds that it's not ma'akev. What do you mean? It says it explicitly. Look at the next line in the, in the Rambam. If he is not able to, to get chelet, explains the Beit lady. The Rambam really holds it is ma'akev, but it's dependent on whether it is available or not. In a time when it is available and you can put on chaylet and you don't put on chaylet, it could be that it's ma'akev. If it's not available, then it's not ma'akev. And that's a very, very uh, different understanding from what we said previously, which is the symbol at face value, the Rambam says According to the way we've just understood it, that's not simple at all. It could be that according to the Rambam, assuming that the trailer that we have today is the trailer, which we'll have to discuss, but assuming that it is, it could be that according to the Rambam, it's, it's not okay just to wear white, because it's not just that you're fulfilling half the mitzvah and not the other half, it might be that you're not fulfilling the mitzvah. Okay, so that's just a, it's an interesting idea within the shit of the, of the Rambam. It's not necessarily the accepted opinion uh, or explanation of the Rambam, but however way you want to read this Rambam, there's a difficulty of why it's enlisted as two separate mitzvot. Okay? And the other way around. I think this one, was this one of Korah's precious, Talit Kolotuchelet? No, the, 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 that was not the question, was it? But anyway, because of, what, the other way around. wasn't the question because there he was talking about do you have to put on do you have to put on strings? Yes. So 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 that everyone agrees that even if the talit is trailet, you still have to have the strings. That was Korach's question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that's a different question. But but enachinami. Yeah. According according to. If you either wear all trailet, it's not ma'akev the lavan. If you wear all lavan, it's not ma'akev. 
Okay. Um, so as we've seen, just to summarize, up until now, it's pretty simple that we follow the Chachamim, Rob Rishonim, Paskin like the Chachamim, that if you don't have Tchelet, you can still fulfill the mitzvah. We said that maybe according to the Balama or not, but he's not, we don't Paskin like him. But within the Shit of the Rambam, there's, there's, there's a bit of a discussion. What exactly is the Shit of the Rambam, as I said, in the name of the Beta Lev? Okay, now let's go to where does the trailer come from? And based on this, let's see whether we can identify uh, the, what, we, what we're going to see today, whether the trailer that we have today from the Murex, is it, um, does it fit in with what Chazal described? So one of the major Makorot is Masech Menachot the Brighter tells us, Chilazon, now, what is the chilazon? We're not sure what it is. Zehu gufo domeleyam. Its body is similar to the sea. Briato domeledag. Its its body also, uh, or its form, is similar to a fish. It comes out from once in 70 years. And from its blood, you basically can die the trelet. And since it's a rare animal, only at face value comes out maybe from the ocean once in 70 years, therefore it's very expensive. Says Rashi, Gufo, Mare Gufo, the Tabnit Yuko. The appearance of its body or the form. Is, uh, is what we said, similar to the sea. Vole min haaretz, sorry, vole, Rashi says min haaretz, from the ground. That's, what, what does it mean from the ground? Uh, so does this Rashi seem to imply that it's not living in water in the sea? Or just leave that as a question, okay? Vole min haaretz, what does it mean from the ground? You know, you, you have snails that are living underground and when it rains, so they, 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 come, they come up. You, you kind of, after rain, you all see snails uh, in your garden coming up, right? But really, they, they, they're kind of burrowing underground. Is that what Rashi is referring to? What does Rashi mean when he says, from the ground? Um, so, and Rashi says, since it only comes up once every 70 years, now, I just want to point out that Chazal, often use the term 70 years <clears throat> as, as a guzma. A guzma is a, a, an exaggeration. There's certain numbers that the sages use when they want to say something happens very infrequently. The famous uh, that Chazal only, uh, the Sanhedrin only killed someone once in, if a Sanhedrin killed someone once in 70 years, it was considered a bloody Sanhedrin, meaning, once in 70 years is like a once in a lifetime. What we, when we talk about, we have a phrase in English. It's a once in a lifetime event. What does it mean once in a lifetime event? It means it's very rare. Does it mean that it happens every 70 years? No, it might happen every 15 years or every 20 years or every 30 years, but it's still considered a very rare event. So it could be when the Gemara is talking about Bole, um, once every 70 years, that that is what it's referring to doesn't necessarily have to have a literal meaning of once every seven years. And I think uh, most 
even the people that are against the toilet agree that this this language of once in every seven years could be a guzma, could be just uh, just to me that it's rare. Now, the Gemara says uh, in Masechet Sota, another source. What's the difference between Tchelet and all other colors? The Tchelet is similar to the sea, and that is similar to the sky. Now, we don't know what Kisakabod is, but we do know what the sea looks like, and we do know what uh, the, the sky looks like. So we're talking about a blue. Now, is this a dark blue or a light blue? That could be a matter of discussion, but it's some type of blue. Okay, so the Gemara in Masechet Sota is basically giving us a description of the trailer that is coming out of the Schilazon, whatever the Schilazon is, must be some type of blue. Now, another thing that the Gemara in Baba says in Samach Aleph is as follows. Amara Kodesh Baruchu, Ani hu sheivchanti b'mitzrayim b'en tipashel b'chor, l'tipashel enashel b'chor. Meaning, HaKodesh Baruchu is the only one that can really distinguish between, um, you know, who was considered a b'chor, who was not considered a b'chor. Ani hu she'atid l'ifram mimi she'tolem ha'otav b'nochri o'mavei otam l'yishel b'rivit. There were people that basically said that their money wasn't their money, it was owned by non-Jews, and then they would they would lend it out to other Jews and take interest, which is obviously prohibited, but it was very difficult to prove that it was really Jewish money. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I know all these tricks, meaning that it wasn't something that most people could could uh, could work out. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to, uh, is the one who knows it. And then it says, the waiter used to dip in salt, apparently that made it heavier. And that was a way of cheating, even though you wouldn't be able to see it. I'm not sure we're not experts in, in weights anymore. Someone who says that he's holding, he, that the trailet on his, uh, on his uh, tzitzit is a true trailet, and it wasn't it was really from the Kaleilan. Now the Kaleilan comes from a plant, a plant that, that gives a, a dye called indigo, and it was very cheap, as opposed to the, from the Chilazon, which was very expensive. And the Gemara seems to imply that they are almost identical, meaning that you, you can't really distinguish, at least with the naked eye, it's going to be very difficult to distinguish. Now this is going to be very important because this might help us actually identify what is the chilazon today. Because if we can find the chilazon whose blood or the dove coming out of it is similar or almost exactly the same as the kala ilan, which we do know, that's a plant base which has been used for thousands of years for us to get the indigo, that might be a very strong proof that we actually have found the uh, animal-based trailet. Now, Rashi says, Kalailan, Seva Adomela trailet. This is a um, color which is similar to trailet. Now, we know the Torah says, we know is very expensive. Why? Because it's from Dafka the Dam Chilazon. 
שאינו עולה מן הים אלא אחת לשבעים שנה. Look at Rashi over here. Rashi talks about that the snail is coming from the sea. Remember, the previous Gemara, Rashi said, Ole min ha'aretz. It's coming from the ground. But here Rashi says it's coming from the sea. So how do you... Rashi seems to be contradicting himself. Rashi over here clearly understands that this chilazon, whatever it is, if it's a fish, if it's a snail, is a sea, it's, it's grown, it, it lives in the water, in the sea, and it comes up once in 70 years, which we said might be very, uh, very rarely, it actually comes, uh, um, is, is, is uh, brought onto to shore. Now, one way of resolving the Rashi, Rashi says it comes from the ground, or it comes from the, uh, comes from the sea, could be a very simple resolution. If you're talking about a snail that is living on the bottom of the ocean, right? Then it's on the ground, right? And it's, it's, it's digging itself in and it lives actually on the bottom of the ocean in the sand. So that would be Minaret. And it's also living in the sea, meaning there's not, no, there's not necessarily a contradiction in Rashi, one could say that this is actually fits very well if we identify the chilazon the as being a snail and not a fish and being a the murex which lives in the sea. Okay, that's just, uh, um, as we, we go through the Makarot, one could argue, I heard Rav Reisman said the opposite, that if, uh, if this Kala uh, Ilan was so exact now, sorry, before I say that, there's another, if you look at the molecular structure of the Kala Ilan and the, um, and the, the, the dye that comes out of the murex, they are exactly the same. Under microscope, the molecular structure is exactly the same. And I'm not a, uh, I'm not a chemist, but apparently the number of the molecules, whatever it is, is actually 613, which is very, very interesting. So, um, but Rav Rasman said, well, if, if, if that was the case, if they were so exact, then why would kings use the, um, why would kings use the trailet and not, um, and not something cheaper? I didn't really understand his argument. Um, there is a, on YouTube, if you look at the Shir by Rav Yisrael uh, Rasman, he has an argument against it. This is one of his strong arguments. I didn't find that argument particularly strong because the Gemara seems to imply that it's so difficult to actually uh, distinguish between them. So if we find something that is exactly the same, it almost says that, that Baruch Hashem, we found it. Okay, let's, uh, let's continue. The Rambam in Hilchot Tzitzit says as follows. Tcheret HaMura Batara B'chol Makom Hi HaTzemer HaTzabua Keftoch Shebekocha Right? This is a, uh, the wool that is dyed light blue. And that is the, the blue that, you know, you go outside, you look at the sky. That is light blue. That's the color that we need. On a, on a clear day, if you look at the sky, that's the color that we need. And this color needs to be known. One of the most important 
text that we have, whether we have found the correct trailet or not, is does the dye remain or does it fade? Says the Rambam, if it fades, Kala Ilan fades. So if it fades, you're not, you, you, that's a proof that this isn't the good, uh, the, the right trailet. The Koshelion Nitzpabotatsviya, Pasul Letzitzit, Afapishu Kein Haragya. If you use, let's call it this Kala Ilan dye or whatever other dye, that is not the correct trailet, it's Pasul for the Tzitzit. Now, some people wanted to, to, to read that according to that, Pasul's even the white. I don't see that in the wording of, it, of the Rambam. From my understanding of the Rambam, he's saying it's possible to use for the trailet in your tzitzit, but you can still fulfill the laban. It's, it's normal. You don't actually fulfill the mitzvah of trailet, but who says you it, it invalidates the mitzvah of, of, of laban? So if you're going to use some black uh, dye or something like that, that is going to mess up the, uh, it's unacceptable to use it for tzitzit. But again, I don't think the Rambam is saying that if we use the trailet that we use, and even if it's wrong, it invalidates the rest, the, 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 the mitzvah of uh, tzitzit. It just might be that according to the Rambam, you don't have to pull the, the mitzvah. Okay, so what have we seen up until now? We've seen that it, it, this chilazon uh, seems to live in the sea. It comes out very rarely, maybe once in 70 years. It also, um, it also um, is similar, almost exactly to the color Ilan, very difficult to distinguish between the two. And the dye has to remain for a long time. Uh, by the way, I heard a shir by uh, Rav Leibovitz, and he says that it is the strongest dye known to man. That's very interesting. That the, the, I'm talking about the, the, the dye of the, of the murex. So that's a very good indication that, that maybe we have found the right thing. Let's, uh, before we get on to getting into the murex or not, let's go to another topic. And that is, assuming we have the trailer. Now the question is, well, how many strings have to be white and how many strings have to be uh, trailer? So Tosfot says as follows. This is Tosfot in, in Menachot Lamedchet. Atchelet ena ma'akevet al-lavan. Says Tosfot. Mitzvah latech shtei chutin trelet v'shtei chutin lavan v'tzitzit. Tosfot, as we saw, is following in the footsteps of Rashi that you need two complete strings of trelet and two complete strings of lavan. Meaning, at the end, you're going to have four strands of trelet and four strands of of Laban, of wine. Since the Torah said we need two different types, i.e. white and, and, and blue, says Tosot, okay. So the Torah says two types. Logic dictates that they should be equal. Now, to be honest, that is not necessarily the strongest, in my opinion, the strongest raya. Meaning, Tosa says they're two types. So mistoma, they should be equal. But he's not bringing necessarily a source for it from the from the Gemara or from uh, from the Tanaim or from the Amoraim. He says it's a swara. One could argue that maybe maybe not. I'm saying if it's just based on a on a swara, 
we'll see if the other Rishonim that are going to argue and they're going to bring a Makar, then that, that Svara might not be so strong uh, in, in terms of halachic validity. But then Tosa brings a second opinion. Patil Techelet Ketiv, the word Patil Techelet, Patil Mashmatrei. Patil, according to Tosa, it says, implies two. Kedarshin Perik Ba'abalo, Vekitzetz Patilim, Patil Shnaim, Patilim Arba. Patil is two, Shnaim is Patilim is Arba. So the word Patil implies two. Velava Nami Lopachot Mitrei, and also what what cannot be less than two. The Kaddishte, because it's holier than than the Tchelet. Since we have to go up in Kedusha and we can't go down, so you finish with, with Lavan implies that Lavan is actually higher in Kedusha. So the bottom line is Tosvot's first reason that you need two whole, whole strings of Tchelet is based on a Svara. Is there room to argue with that Svara? I think there is room to, one, one, one could argue, not me, but other Ishonim could argue that, listen, if, if that's your Svara, um, you know, im ladin, yes, if it's based on Svara, I could argue on that. Uh, then he brings him a car based on the Gemara that seems to imply that it's two. However, the Rambam argues, the Rambam says, meaning that according to the Rambam, basically, if your tzitzit is made up of four strings that are folded over, which means you're going to have eight strands, one half of a string, meaning one strand has to be trailet, and the other seven strands have to be lavan, or three and a half strings are white, and one half is blue. And the Kesef Mishnah explains where the Rambam got his shit from. The word p'til chad mashma. It is interesting. The Tosot said the word p'til implies two. The Kesef Mishnah of Yosef Karol says, no, the word p'til, according to Rambam, implies one. That's how the Rambam actually said, according to the Chochmein Lomnil, the hachi mashma b'sifri. And this is also hinted to in the Sifri. So now we have a machlok between Tosvot and Rashi on the one hand and the Rambam on the other hand. According to both, it's not so clear that they have a clear makor in Chazal, meaning the Mishnah, uh, Gemara, but they seem to be hinting that they are bringing proofs, but it's not a clear cut um, clarification. Now, the in Shirea Grit, um, he gives a very nice explanation that uh, how did the Rambam come up with with uh, half a strand that uh, half a string one strand I one out of the eight has to be uh, um, and not more. So he says like this: There are two separate parshiot as we mentioned before. Doesn't mention anything about tchelet. Doesn't also mention that you have to wrap it around. Like the it says, Here it talks about tchelet. 
right? And there it talks about wrapping. But in Parashat Bamidbar, it talks about Chelet. The word Petil, that one wraps around. And therefore says the Rav Soloveitchik, that really, the Chelet is a din in wrapping. It's not really a, they're two separate mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah of tzitzit and the mitzvah of the wrapping of the tzitzit. And the wrapping of the tzitzit has to be done with the tzitzit. And then answers your question, Dr. Zuckerberg. Why did Chachamim, where did I say that you can separate? According to the grid, it's clear that you can separate because they're actually two separate mitzvahs. The one is the mitzvah of tzitzit and the tzitzit isn't a mitzvah in tzitzit. It's a mitzvah in the wrapping of the tzitzit, according to Rav Soloveitch. And based on that, it only has to be one strand. Okay, we're going to, because we're out of time, we're not going to read it uh, furthermore inside. Let, let's move on. But there's a third shita. Third shita is the shita of the Ravid. Ta'utuze, says the Ravid, the Rambam got it all wrong. The Ravid says, let me show you my, my own tzitzit. There are two. There, um, can you see that two strings have to be made out of um, uh, tzitzit and six have to be made out of what? Meaning that the two strands are actually one chut. Meaning if there are four strings, one complete string is made out of trelet and therefore it's doubled over. And so the bottom line, you're going to have um, eight strands. Two of them are going to be... Um, are going to be made out of tchelet. How do we pass it? Now, this is difficult because the Shulchan Aruch never ruled on this, meaning you've got a, 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 a three-way machlok rishonim. Tosfot and Rashi on the one hand say, you should wear two full strings, meaning four. Um, the Rambam says one half. The Ravid says one complete strand, which is two. So, what do we do in such a case? It's not so clear. And different poskim have given different answers. Meaning, Ravdov Lior, who, uh, who does where tzitzit, he passes like the Rambam, meaning only half a strand. Um, I know others that I, I think, I think this is a shitter in the name of Rav Herschel Shechter. He said, Ashkenazim should pass like Rashi and Toso. That's generally how Ashkenazi Psak goes like. And uh, therefore, Ashkenazim should wear half tzitzit, uh, half uh, white and half uh, half blue. I'm not, I might be misquoting him. I've heard that in his name. I haven't heard, I haven't seen it written anywhere that that's his actual opinion. Uh, but I know that Rav Shechter wears, uh, wears tzitzit, wears uh, trelet. Um, so maybe one of, maybe I'll be able to find out from his Talmudim what he actually Pascal's Lamaise. But from what I've understood, he passes like Russian also. Uh, my person. Uh, yes. So how could you have one strand? Because everything is doubled over. Where, where, how do you get one strand of tachelit? You say where the shit that... of the Rambam. Yes. So, so let's say you have a long uh, strand. Where, when you're making tzitzit, right? You take four separate strings. Okay. Okay. According to the Rambam, one of those strings, before you dip half of it. Oh, you dip it. Oh, okay, I understand. All right. You dip half of it in, in the dark, 
Yeah. And um, uh -huh. I understand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now that we've uh, we've discussed that, we know what the chilas. It comes from the chilazon, and we know the color. We have a few criteria that we've mentioned. Um, what is the status of trailet nowadays? Meaning, have we found the trailet? And if we have found the trailet, then we're going to get into the sugya of well. Do I, how do I paskin? Like the Rosh, I mean, like Tosvot and Rashi, or the Rambam, or the right. Okay. Says the Orachari. Od Yitzebair. Lama katab le dorotam be emsa Why did the Torah, if you remember the first Pasuk, the word le dorotam for generations is plonk in the middle of the Pasuk. It should be at the end. Explains Orachari. Achen letzad shiyesh be mitzvat tzitzit shnei dvarim. Alavan vatchele. They're two separate elements. Of components, the wat and the trailet. Halavan yesh no bechol The wat always is around. Trailet yesh zman she no matzui. It's not going to be for all generations. V'nitzchakem akadosh baruch hu ba'amar ledorotam kodem zichron letrailet. He mentioned for all generations before he mentioned If there's no trailet, then there's no chiyuv. This seems to hint at what I said in the name of the Beit Alevi, the shit of the Ramba, meaning when it's not around, there's no chiyot. Okay, so Rahim is just explaining very nasty the Passover. This also comes from the Midrash Tanchuma. Look at the Midrash Tanchuma. The Midrash Tanchuma. Says, When is there an obligation to do Laban and Trelet? When Trelet was around. But now we only have Laban. Now, what's interesting from this Midrash Tanchuma is that, first of all, now we know from what generation we already don't have. Have uh, have have uh, the Midrash Tanchuma was slightly after the period of the Gemara, meaning we have Amoraim in the Gemara that wore Trelet, and we you know Midrash Tanchuma let's say is written in the year seven hundred or seven fifty, and, uh, and the Midrash Tanchuma is no longer Trelet, meaning that. Within the two year period between the year 500 and the year 700, we lost Trelet. Okay. Um, so that's just an interesting how did we lose Trelet? That's another, maybe it was the, uh, maybe it was during uh, 16, you know, okay, whatever. Um, in, the, in the year 600, I think it was 689 or 39, there was a conquest of the Muslims of, uh, of Israel, and maybe that's when they destroyed. All the all the trailer factories, and from then on we lost it. It's not so clear, not so clear. Okay. Now the beta lady, before I get into the beta lady, there was the famous Radzina Rebbe, Rabbi Gershon Hanach Leiner, the Radzina Rebbe living in the late 1800s. He made it his mission in life to find, rediscover the trailer. He wrote three separate svarim. The first sefer, uh, Sunait Munei, was dedicated to the concept that we can rediscover the trailer. One could argue 
No, the train that's been lost until Mashiach comes, we cannot, uh, we cannot, um, you know, who, who are we to discover and reinstate the Tchelet? Similar argument about the Sanhedrin, etc. So he dedicated a book saying that if we find it, we can, we, we can, we can re-put it on our Atzitzit and the Petil Tchelet is where he discussed where he thinks the actual, his uh, suggestion, which was the cuttlefish, and Eina uh, Trelet was his response to all those who, who, who were against him. So he wrote a response to that in Eina Trelet. Now, part of the people that actually um, opposed him uh, was Rav Soloveitchik, the Beta Lady. And again, the Radzina Rebbe came to the conclusion was the cuttlefish. A cuttlefish was a very common fish uh, in Europe. Um, and apparently it has a sack of dye, it squirts uh, this uh, kind of black dye against its predators. So, says the Beta Lady, says, the Radzina Rabbi, you haven't proven to me what you have discovered, which happened to be forgotten for generations. Is it the actual species, the fish? or the method of extracting it. Says, says uh, uh, the Beit Levi, the cuttlefish has been very common. It's been known for generations. The extracting of the dye has been also known for generations, meaning you're not being mechadesh that you rediscovered something that's been around all these generations. Only if something was forgotten and you rediscover it. Then we would be obligated to listen to you and put it on. But if this cuttlefish was always around, and extracting the dye was also known, and nevertheless, no one's been wearing the cuttlefish dye for the last 2,000 years. We have a Masora that the cuttlefish is not the Trelet. Meaning, now this is where I think there's a bit of a confusion within the shit of the Beta Lady. The Beit, many people quote the Beit Alebi as saying that even if the murex is identified and fits all the criteria, since we don't have a Masora that the murex is the toilet, we can't put it on. The Beit Alebi is not saying that. The Beit Alebi is saying we have the Masora by the fact that the cattle fish was around all the time and was not used for trailet, that is indicative that we have a Masora, that it's not the right trailet. Does that same argument, that's very different from saying, unless we have a Masora that a specific species is the trailet, we can't use it. So, but that is how the Beta Levi is quoted. And in the footnote, you see um, over here, in the English footnote over here, that, um, that that is how the uh, Soloveitchik family understood 
um, the Beis HaLevi. Now, I don't know if, he write, if the Beis HaLevi writes that in another place, I'm not sure. From the Beis HaLevi over here, that's not, that's not what I understand from his wording. Meaning, if you, you had something that was known, either the, with both the species and the way of extracting it, and it was known all, for all generations, and you didn't use it, that's a Masara, that, that this is not the right species. But if you, if, if, uh, he never says over here that you need a masora for specific, uh, for specific species. Other rabbi, he seems to imply that if it's lost and now we rediscover it, then we would be obligated to use it. Now, I think personally that this beta lady is actually a proof for the murex, because as we'll see, the murex seems to be that it was lost for 2000 years and it has almost been rediscovered. Right? And especially the way of extracting it has been rediscovered, meaning that there was something that was lost, both the species and the way of extracting it, which has now been rediscovered. So again, there might be a Masora of brisk of what the Beit Levi that you actually need a Masora, but from what he's written over here, it seems the opposite. And it seems that one, there's a good argument to say that the Beit Levi would say in such a case that there is an obligation in my opinion, that we might have to be wearing the murex, especially if we add to that how the Beit Levi understood the Rambam. Remember, the Beit Levi understood the Rambam saying as follows, when do I say that it's not ma'akeh when it's not available? But if, if it is available, then it is ma'akeh. Okay, now, um, the um, the Yisodegia Shurun, which was basically the Yeshuot uh, Malko, the famous Rav uh, Yeshua uh, Kutna, he also went against the uh, the Radzina Rebbe, and he says as follows: That was the this uh, cuttlefish. And Since number one, we don't know for sure that this is trailer. and the Gdole Israel do not hold of it. And we're not right now obligated. So since we don't, we're not obligated to return the certainty and be machmir just because we might have found the um, the uh, the species. Now, Rav Yitzchak Herzog, Rav Yitzchak Herzog, the first, uh, first uh, chief rabbi of the Medinat Israel, first Ashkenazi chief rabbi of Medinat Israel. He wrote a thesis, and in his thesis, he originally was trying to prove, his doctorate was trying to prove that the cuttlefish was the, um, was the, uh, the trailet. However, through his research, he, proved, he, he said, I'm sorry, but actually it's not. He then suggested that the murex is actually the, um, the murex is the, is the, um, uh, the true the, the biggest problem that he had with the murex was that if that the, the dye that was extracted was was either purple, uh, you know, if it, it, it kind of goes uh, in different colors, but it ends up purple, doesn't end up blue. So that was his big diff difficulty with it. Also, the Arucha Shulchan um, says, so the Aruch HaShokhan over here is talking about the Radzina Rebbe, and he says, He says, number one, 
Doleador have not listened to him. Umichlal Yisrael and the majority of Am Yisrael haven't uh, listened to him. Venit patel hadavar ad ki avogel tzedek bimerav yamenu. He says it's not going to happen until Mashiach. Now, some understand that Aruch Hashulchan is saying. Listen, Aruch Hashulchan is saying that basically until Mashiach comes, there's no uh, there's no chaled. I don't think that necessarily that's what he's saying because he said like this: Gdolei Hador didn't accept it, and Am Yisrael didn't accept. It. What happens if many of the Gdolei Hador do accept the, for example, the the, the murex, and many people in Am Yisrael are now wearing the trailet of the murex? Is it clear that the Aruch Hashulchan would still hold by what he's saying? It's not so clear to me. Even though most people put the Aruch Hashulchan in the camp that says, "Listen." Don't wear trailers until Yemot Mashiach. I'm not certain, in my opinion, that that's exactly what he's saying. Because as we'll see, there are a number of poskim that hold that, um, that we have found that the murex is a trailer. Amongst them, Rav Herschel Shechter, probably the, the, the gown of America, one of the Dole Hador, Rav Meir Mazuz, a very important Sephardi posik in Israel, uh, Rav Dov Lior, all of them hold of the trailet. So yeah, Rav says, It's almost definite that the murex is the correct, uh, that, that it is the, the, the chilazon. He says, there's no worry of being, uh, you know, you think that you're greater than anyone. There are many kushyot. Some say, hold on a second. It says in the one of the one of the Gemaras says that it's found on a mountain. So that means that it has to come up from the sea and go up onto onto land, uh, onto a mountain, and then go back into the sea. Now the murex does come up very rarely onto the sea and goes back into the sea. The problem is it can't live for more than a few hours. So how's it going to get to a mountain and come up? And, and so that's one of the one of, one of the difficulties. Um, uh, but okay, so he says all of the kushyot seem to have been resolved. For example, one of the difficulties of the cuttlefish is that it does, it's a fish. So why does the why does the Gemara have to say it's domain le, 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 le dag? It is a dag, but a snail is not a dag. Meaning the achilazon, which is domain le dag seems to be more accurate. Secondly, the Gemara talks about in Shabbos that a person who is um, potseya, you have to kind of break open the shell, right, in terms of being over a malach of, of, of dash or whatever it is, but a, a fish doesn't have a shell. So the Gemara seems to imply that there's a shell. So that's another argument against the Radzana Rebbe, but it's a strengthens the argument of the... <coughs> Of the murex, which was already suggested by Rav Herzog, the the, the reason why Rav Herzog ultimately didn't um, hold by the murex was because the color was was incorrect. Now, what happened was many people were trying to play around with the murex, and someone was uh, was um, always putting it in his room, and it, it was stinking, so he took it outside or something like that, and something amazing happened. The exposure to the sunlight caused the dye to turn blue. Now, 
one could say, well, Chazal didn't tell us that it has to be under the sun, but Chazal didn't necessarily give us all the exact descriptions of how to, how to, how to make it. To the extent that the Chazal didn't even mention how many strings have to be made of Tchelet, meaning there are many things that Chazal didn't, didn't, didn't mention explicitly, and it was maybe a hidden Masorah that they wanted to keep. This is one of the time not of Rav Oshabash. Rav Oshabash said, well, Chazal couldn't mention that it had to be uh, uh, done under sunlight. Rav Oshabash is against the, the trailer. Right? And this is one of his tanot. He has many tanot. Well, this is one of them. I, uh, who am I to argue with Rav Oshabash? But one could perhaps say, no, th 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 there are many things that, that are not mentioned in Chazal. The fact that they didn't mention it is not necessarily a negative proof um, regarding it. Furthermore, there are many archaeological sites that we have found between Haifa and Sidon, that's the, the Gemara actually says in Shabbos Dafab, that that's the area. And we have found thousands of shells of the murex implying that the, the archeologically they used to use this to dye their clothes. We have also uh, uh, documents from the times of the Romans describing this. So there are many, many scientific proofs that are backing up um, and, 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 and kind of if you, if you put them together with the, with the Gemara, they seem to, now I agree, there are certain difficulties. How do you get it that it's on the mountain? The Murex today doesn't really go on the mountain. That is, that is a difficulty. Um, okay, it's a difficulty. I don't think it's, a, it's, a, it's necessarily a knockout. Um, there, there could be different explanations as Rav Doblio have said. On the other hand, Yalkut Yosef says, There's no certainty about it. And the Gdoleador didn't do it. You should follow your rabbis and the Gdoleador, who don't seem who have not put it on. Now today. Also, who's considered a Galadar? In my eyes, if Rav Herschel Shechta is putting it on, and Rav Dov Lior, Rav Meir Mazuz, there's a good argument to say that many Galadar are wearing tzitzit. I know Rav, uh, Rav Zalman Yechemi Goldberg, he also wore, wore, wore trailet. Um, I saw it on him. So, 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 so that's, uh, you know, it's not so clear that Galadar didn't do it. Um, on the other hand, Rav Mordechai Lial says, since we have no way of knowing the true color, we don't know exactly what snail does it. And it's not the lavan, ain't We shouldn't wear trailers. So Ramon Khailiaw clearly is against wearing of chelet. Now, Rav Burshtin, head of Machon Pua, says, Yashav Eitzal Garn Rav Shomer Zaman Arbach, Ve'er'alo et kol ha'chomesh asaf binyan ha'chelet. He showed him all the proofs, many more that, that I've said in the shir, describing the chelet. Ve'er'alo et kol ha'chomesh asaf binyan ha'chelet. Mitzad ha'lacha atzma ha'chomer maspik k'day lifsokit ha'lacha binyan ha'chelet. He said, Meikar Adin, you've given me enough proof to say that this is a chelet. From other reasons, 
We're not clear what he didn't elaborate. We're not sure what it is. Some say that it was financial, that if he, Rabbi Shlomo Zaman would say that it was the chaylet, the, it wouldn't be enough. And then there would be, uh, it would cause pandemonium in the religious world and, 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 and the, the price would skyrocket and you'd have to take out a mortgage on your house to go and buy a chaylet. So because in order not to, to cause such pandemonium, or that, that, that's maybe one understanding of it, maybe another understanding is Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Rabbi didn't want to feel that he was mechadesh, Something that there was no Masora. Chadash Asun Minatara says uh, the uh, the Khatam um, Sofer, maybe he felt that this was going to lead to other things. I'm not sure. Who knows? Who knows? Um, okay. Now, just as we've clarified, uh, we have to end the share. But as we saw, the post game, everyone agrees that if you don't have Tchaylet and you wear love and you still fulfill the mitzvah, as I mentioned, there could be, according to one understanding of the Rambam, that if you have trailers available and you don't wear trailers, it might be a problem. But that is not the accepted opinion. The accepted opinion is those who wear lavan without the trailer still fulfill the mitzvah. Those who are putting on the murex trailer, in my opinion, there is a great reason to assume that this is the real, uh, this is the real trailer. We know that in the times of Yemotah Mashiach, we are going to find the trailer. And if you're living in Israel and you see the other mitzvot of kibbutz kaliyot, etc., it's not a contradiction in terms that we would also find the trailer. It's not something that, that is out of this world. Right? So if, if you put that all together, in my opinion, there's a strong argument. And especially since you do have Dolei Ador, Virtual Shechta, Abdov Lior, and others. However, there's also many, including Rabbi Shavais and other Gedolim that have, have argued very, very strongly um, not to wear it. So each one goes according to his own opinion and his own rab. And Bezrat Hashem, Echad Halovesh, Bechad Halonovesh, Vaikar Sheyu Lashem Shamash. Just out of interest, could you call wearing Techelet Hidur Mitzvah? Probably not according to what you're saying. I think it's more than a Hidur Mitzvah. I think it, it's, it's a cum of the Mitzvah. In its completion, it's, it's not just a hidur. It's, it's not it's just a hidur, that's why. It's a question of doing it the way it should be done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone agrees to the point of ma'akev or not ma'akev. I mean, it's machloket tanaim, so it's not just a hidur. Okay. 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 So I'm going to go and buy myself some trailers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, shakwa. Go to.